Motorcycles and Misfits coming at you from your mom's house. <laughs> <laughs> at the Recycle Garage in sunny Santa Cruz, yeah! California. Yeah. Hey. It's like I've done this oh. before. <laughs> I know. You're on, on loop and repeat. You got me. I got me mid sense here. <laughs> hey, everyone. This is Liza. How you doing? Uh, here in the studio today we've got some uh, we got a new person here too we got a lot of stuff going on and we got a late person coming in uh-huh. we'll see about that when like, he shows up like you do but let's uh give everyone a chance to say hello first off running the board tonight we've got bagel hey 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 oh, that was a good one <laughs> on the classy girl couch tonight we've got Segalane, <laughs> our new American citizen. Hey, y'all. <laughs> Perfect! <laughs> Perfect! <laughs> Yay! America. She's she just, wearing a giant cowboy hat. She just became... <laughs> I on. did do that. She, she did, nice. and she scared all my neighbors. <laughs> she just became a citizen, so congratulations. Thank you so much. Especially in this time. Yes, well... But at least now, a bit of French touch. You know, know you can get context. back home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Also, uh, slumming up the classic girl couch tonight. We've got Sonia. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they, put, they offered to put paper under my butt, but I passed. <laughs> That's a different story. <laughs> We've got kitty litter. I didn't background. And you heard. I am more of a cat. <laughs> and you heard him at the beginning. We've got Knock. What's up, y'all? And joining us tonight, we've got RJ. Hua. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> so, um, yeah, congratulations again. I think it's pretty cool uh, becoming a citizen. Yes. Um, I haven't mastered the accent, but no. I don't think that's a requirement. You don't need to. You don't need to. But it is enjoyable when you try to talk in an American accent. You make up a whole nother foreign accent. (laughs) (laughs) I know, it's laughable, but it makes for a good show. (laughs) It does. Um, So uh, let's just talk real quick about what we've been working on. We've been doing a lot of stuff. There were bikes getting fixed. Charlie was out there putting his uh, his cylinder and head back on his bike. He had some work done on that after bending a valve and then I heard him get that bike started and there's not a better feeling than putting an engine together and mm-hmm. getting the bike to start. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and it wasn't Absolutely. it wasn't running right, and it was popping, so, and he was pissing off all my neighbors, tearing yeah. up and down the street. But it was running. What's you know what's <laughs> funny about it was the initial issue he had was that uh, he was checking his valve clearances, and he installed the cams wrong, Ooh. and so that wrecked the, you know his valve train a little bit, and so he got that replaced. And when he put it back together, I don't think he checked his clearances. Oh, no. (laughs) So, I mean, I don't imagine since they're new, they're in spec, phono coat, but I don't know. We'll see. Okay. I mean, you know, farting up down the street pretty good. So, um, oh, Sonia, did you have something to add? I just want to say I rode my second SV1000S here today, and there is finally nothing wrong with it. All right. I can sell it now. (laughs) (laughs) That is the right attitude. (laughs) I know what you mean. I've been in the get it ready to sell mode. Um, I think I've got three bikes I'm ready to sell. Hey, Jim's here. To get one. Jim, you finally made it. Yeah, what's happening? So uh, what did you do today, Jim? 
Uh, I had a good day. Uh, did a bunch of yard work. My house is getting painted tomorrow. Uh, I'm nice. going the same Sweet. with the same, um, yeah, How's Caribbean blue. How's that dirt track coming? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> After I get the house painted. No, but actually I had a good morning. Um, I went up to Berkeley and picked up some new toys. Oh, this oh. is so fun. All right. Yeah, so uh, Liza got an email a while back from a listener, uh, Andy. Hey, Andy, what's hey, happening? Andy. Uh, dude. So saying, hey, I've got this welder and some other things uh, that have been sitting around for a while. And, you know, if you want them, I'll let them go, you know, cheap or whatever. Nice. So, um, you know, thought about it. And I was like, yeah, so reached out to him and he sent me a picture and whatnot. So he had a, a MIG welder and it's uh, gas or no gas. Sweet. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and then a 15 gallon air compressor. No right. shit. Yeah, yeah right. Stuff, I was buddy. like, no way. Perfect. So, well, it was one of those things where you know, every time it seems like we miss meet our listeners, they're like the nicest people, yeah. and they're like, they're like That's us. What we all say, yeah. <laughs> they're a little weird, but uh, but no, but they're nice people, and and Andy certainly was. So, cool. Uh, yeah, chill, dude. And up in the kind of North Berkeley Hills or somewhere up that way, and uh, yeah, and he just said uh, it's been sitting around. It was at his ex-wife's house, and he hadn't used it in like five years. He used to use it a bunch, and he's like, I'd rather see it you know go somewhere where it's going to get used and just sit around here and not so i'm like heck yeah it'll get used so yeah he stoked me out got it worked out a great deal and he got a, a naked gym coffee mug and a t-shirt out of it. So, <laughs> that's awesome perfect that's yeah. awesome so i yeah, so i got the welder back in the shop and uh it fits nicely in the corner um you know, I got 220 out there, so that works. This, yeah. this is right up there with, you know, how exciting it is getting a new bike, but it's also exciting when you're building your shop and getting new tools. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you have a, you have like a purpose. Like, I need to learn how to use that thing because I got shit to do with it. Yeah. yeah. And I'm already like going to be digging through Alan's like junk pile yeah. tonight, like a hobo looking for like steel. <laughs> you know what you need next? A fire a extinguisher. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I actually pulled that out yesterday. I was okay, grinding good. parts off the frame. I was like, I'm going to light something on fire for sure <laughs> you know yeah. what's what's cool about uh, if hey listeners if you want to get deep discounts on shit start a podcast oh yeah <laughs> that's, that's it exactly yeah, well congratulations yeah on well, that. shout out to him andy that was a that was really cool he was a, a chill dude he rides Ducatis. he's been wrenching for a long time riding for a long time nice uh yeah i said come on down his dad's uh, english Right? right, and got him in a motorcycle. Yeah, come on down, Andy. So yeah, so it's always cool to meet people. That's always fun. Well, Jim, I am so stoked for all the tools and everything that you're getting. Now I want to come hang out in your shop. Yeah, well, we were hanging out uh, there earlier today, so yeah, yeah that's always fun. It's chill. But I've got some someone else on the line I want to introduce because um, this is this is a really cool thing, and I'm I'm really glad to have these guests with us. I've heard about this project a couple years ago. I can't believe it's taken this long to get around to having him on, but um, it's pretty cool. So for those who haven't heard, there's a thing called the Moto Relief Project. And um, we have with us uh, two people from the Moto Relief Project from two different ends. First up, we have Bex Becker, who is the Women's Program Manager. Say hi, everyone, Bex. Hello, everybody. And then also we have Kelly, who went on one of these recent trips with the Moto Relief Project. Say hi, Kelly. Hi, everyone. Hey, Bex and Kelly. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hello. So um, let's just let's say, Bex, can you describe what the Moto Relief Project is? I think you're well versed in uh, describing this. 
Um, I'm actually not that well versed in describing it, <laughs> but I've, I've been on the program since the beginning, so um, I guess I, I can do a half decent job. Um, so basically, um, as the women's program manager, I look after the rides for the women, and we do have uh, separate rides for women and separate rides for the men. So um, I help Tom by looking after that side of it. He prefers women to run the women's program and men to run the men's and he has been involved with the women's rights um, but he prefers it to be run by the women so hence I got involved he asked me um, so I got involved to help out. Great so what is the Motor Relief Project? So the Motorcycle Relief Project is a um, 5013 uh, C3 organization that helps uh, veterans um, and also we do first responders rides now but essentially it was uh, the idea was the brainchild of uh, Tom Tom Larson and uh, we help veterans with PTSD and all kinds of invisible injuries um, we basically help them to get unstuck and we take them on adventure rides and we it's a whole week and we take them um, we meet up with them all and we go and uh, spend a week either, it's mostly in Colorado, but sometimes it's um, in Arizona, it has been in California, and it has been in Utah. Um, and we basically give them um, a really good experience of riding off-road off on big adventure motorcycles, mostly GSs, pretty much all the bikes are GSs. And in the evenings, we have workshops, so we help them to get unstuck by giving them some tools that, that help with a lot of PTSD um, and other stressors. No, I think any rider understands the benefits, um, the mental health benefits of riding. I mean, so many of us do. And we've had these conversations before about riding for mental health, people who deal with drug addiction or depression, how it helps them. So this is something that I can't believe more people aren't doing this because it makes so much sense. And taking them out, um, dirt riding. How long has this been going on? Uh, he started it in 2015, but I think the first rides were really 2016. Um, so it's been two re really solid years of uh, two to three solid years of, of of riding. I think we've done like 23 rides in total. So um, it's not about quantity; it's more about the quality of what we do. And we're very small, so people tend to sort of think, "Oh, Wounded Warrior, that type of project," and we're so totally tiny compared to something like that but we're very niche so and kelly kelly will explain some of that too as to why it's so niche yeah so kelly you went on one of the recent rides and this is an all-woman's ride as you said yes uh, yeah so is this your first like adventure that you've gone on um no i've been i mean i've been obsessed with motorcycles since i don't know about, about eight years since the first time i got on one um and this was i, I was looking specifically for um, I don't know, riding with other veterans. That was kind of what led me to this because I found it on the internet um, and I just kind of stumbled across it and applied to it. But um, I thought it was really interesting with the women's ride because I'd never, I'd never ridden motorcycles with women before, mm. let alone women vets. So I was pretty stoked about that. But um, I guess my motorcycle repertoire, I, I'd been riding for quite some time and it, it really... I already knew it was therapeutic for me, so I, I knew that connecting that to, you know, the camaraderie that I had lost 
you know, it's going to be monumental. So, and how many women were on this trip? Bex is going to have to tell me that one. Um, <laughs> we, we've done two rides. We did a 2016 ride and a 2017 ride. Um, and Kelly came on the 2017. There were, uh, there were six women on the first ride and five on, on Kelly's ride, five women. We, we, we tried to get eight, and that's actually one of the, one of the, we, the issues we have is that our biggest issue is getting enough um, participants, believe it or not, for the, for the women. So let's start with how does somebody become a participant? Kelly, I'm, I'm going to let Kelly answer a lot of these because okay. she, okay. she's been through it, and she, she's, you know, she's a vet. So. Okay, so um, it was a really simple application process. I remember, if I remember right, it was a two-part application process. So you, you go through and they give, um, you know, kind of a rough draft of what the ride's going to be, what it's going to entail. So it talks about, you know, staying with other vets, not, ha- you know, kind of being closed up from the outside world so you can focus on, you know, what's going on and not everything else. Uh, and then you apply, like, kind of a more superficial application. Um, they ask you what kind of riding experience you have. Uh, do you need accommodation if you have any physical disabilities? Um, so kind of some of your, your particular symptoms, if you have PTSD or your issues of transition or what have you. Um, and then the second application was just kind of a, a little more in depth, like, okay, you, you have physical issues. What may those be? And how can we deal with that? And just kind of moving on from there. And then the last part was an interview with, and I had my interview with Bex and it was, uh, a very comprehensive a uh, little chat about your your motorcycling experience and and if you're going to be the right person for the ride and you're going to you be able to jive with other people and get what you need out of it. Kelly, what um I guess we should ask what uh, branch of the service uh, were you in? Uh, I was in the army. Well, then we should also say thank you for serving. Thank you. Um, so. So this is for anyone, also first responders, because I find that interesting that we have to recognize that there are a lot of different people uh, dealing with trauma. And I and I didn't think of first responders, but it makes sense. Like Sonia here is a... I'm a Navy vet too, and that's where I've got my PTSD. Right. Oh, wait. Have you thought of going on this? I didn't know about it till today. Oh. I applied today. Oh, but there that's you go. one of the reasons I ride. When I was 18, I got money and I got the motorcycle. Yes. It's the only place I felt safe was on the motorcycle because no one could touch me and I was in my own world. The irony. Exactly. <laughs> so do you have to qualify as, like, do you have to have dirt experience? How does this work? You don't have to have dirt experience per se. You have to have had um, an endorsement on your license for a motorcycle endorsement for at least a year. And then we really prefer um, that you have your own motorcycle. You don't have to necessarily bring it. If it's obviously a, an adventure bike, then do. But um, a lot of people that come uh, are from the cruiser world or from the sports bike world. So um, it's, hand, it's very helpful if people are, are currently riding because that means they're they're getting experience all the time. Um, so the, the more experience is the less issues we run into. Um, and the one, the one thing about this program is it's such a niche that um, if you, you, know, you, you take a bunch of people that you want to put on an adventure that already have either PTSD or anxiety issues, and the last thing you want to do is, is create more. So um, you know, you, you, we have to have at least a good, a good 
solid background of experience, but it doesn't have to be dirt. Um, although it's surprising how many, especially Americans, have kind of grown up on dirt, maybe left it behind when they were younger and, mm. and haven't dipped in since. So, Kelly, can you describe this last ride? Where did you guys go and what kind of riding, what uh, level of experience uh, did, it, did you need and, and what did you come away with on it? Okay, um, so we were in Tucson, Arizona. We're in the, the lodge we were at was amazing. It was at a Saguaro National Forest. It was kind of tucked away in there. Um, and then every day we just kind of ventured out from there. We did a mountain lemon ride. So, you know, a nice twisty, it was a twisty paved road up to the top and great views. Um, and then we ended up doing a pass. So it, was a, it was a nice dirt road on it through a pass. The next day, um, and then kind of the rest of the days were mix, you know, relatively easy dirt and and road, like very, you know, nice twisty back roads. So the riding was, um, I think for, I, I came from dirt, so, ah. or I've been doing dirt pretty hardcore for the last few years. So, you know, in that aspect, yeah, like, of course you could do more challenging dirt, but at the same time, that's kind of for the other riders, they had, I don't think any of them had really done too much dirt at all. And it was a perfect level to build their confidence on the dirt and to where you could tell everyone just enjoyed it so much. The second, the second we left the pavement and got on the dirt, everybody was just infinitely happy. Um, so that was pretty amazing. So, and can you describe what it feels like when you're riding? I mean, do, do you just leave everything behind? For, I mean, for me, riding is freedom. Like those two are synonymous. That's, that's like the one place you're free and nothing else matters um so that's what i take from it but this was to see and to be able to kind of like i don't know share that feeling with especially other women veterans was something that i had no idea how it would be that empowering and i had no idea what it would be like at all i just I had no clue so that's something that i think and i think that would be a lot of women veterans because a lot of us don't we didn't work with a lot of women we don't you know we don't get to make that connection very often mm. And do you find um, why why separate the men and the women is? Do you think that people can share more when they're separated? Um, I think it's smart. I mean, normally, like when I was in the military, I, I liked not being separated. And with women, I was always with kind of my crews. They're always men, and that, that was great. But a lot, especially a lot of women, we have a lot of military sexual trauma problems. And if you really want to talk about that. It's if you really want to get real about it, then yeah, women's group's kind of the only way to go. Yeah. Just so you know, Sonia is nodding her head to everything you're saying. <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah she, that's totally what it's about. She gets it. So let's see. We, motorreliefproject.com is where you go. So so you go out and do these trips, but it's not just the writing. You're doing more than that, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. The The workshops. And I don't want people to to misconstrue what the workshops are. They're not, you know, you're not going to shrink. No one's going to give you some drugs. I assume you're all sitting around passing a baton and crying. Is that is that exactly <laughs> what it is? Um, there's a lot more laughing than crying, actually. <laughs> oh my God. More of a humor, just throwing, you know, from left to right, all over the place. It's perfect. Um, and that's kind of, I don't know, that's kind of how we heal and... and a lot of the women veterans who ride motorcycles, they have a very similar personality. So it works out really well. <laughs> so, Bex, how did you come to be a part of this? 
That's a, that's a good question. So I, I know Tom Larson through the community. We have a very strong adventure community along the Front Range here in Colorado. And I've been involved in the community for a number of years. Um, I've been riding 33 odd years or so. Um, but I moved here with my husband who was in the military. He was in the US Air Force. Mm-hmm. And we got stationed here at the US Air Force Academy. And so um, we both rode. And um, we both coach actually as well. I was an MSF coach and I did some um, off-road riding um, coaching too. So I got to know Tom through the community and uh, my husband actually went on one of the rides um, and he found it really, really incredibly helpful. I think he was surprised at at how much it, it helped him to get unstuck or to to see that, you know, that he had value in looking at himself um, with the group, you know, that he was with. Um, so anyway, Tom was looking for, well, he was going to actually do it for the first women's ride. He was going to do the coaching and he was really uncomfortable about doing it because he's male and he prefers women to learn from women. And I said, well, and he, said, he asked me if I'd go along. So I said, yeah, sure. I would love to. I'd be honored to actually. I mean, I, I didn't serve, but it's kind of my way of serving is giving back to the, um, you know, to the community. I've done a little bit of volunteer work here and there for the MOA and some other, some other um, bits and pieces. So I was really super excited to be involved. And um, being a military spouse, I think it, it was quite interesting. We hadn't thought about what that would bring, but it actually brought a, brought a little bit of a different insight to one of the rides that I think Tom was quite fascinated with. Um, and also my second husband was in the British Army, so I, I'm sort of spouse times two. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah. It's, Being a military it's a, wife is another whole kind of serving. Thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, it is. And, you know, there is there is a lot of, um, there's a lot, a lot of crossover in some respects. So, of course, our, our vets come first, but, you know, the spouses are definitely... Um, valuable and uh, hugely valued and I think Tom and I at one point you know we did discuss about the possibility sometime in the future way in the future probably because we have our hands full but um, doing some sort of spouses ride you know just because spouses need to get unstuck too every now and then and that could be male or female spouses (laughs) yeah anyway yeah I'm, I'm super excited and so it went from kind of just coaching and helping out with the rides and, and this, that and the other to um, him wanting me to come back and do the second ride with him and and uh, I actually we didn't have a ride this year and that's our uh, biggest upset this year was the fact we just did not have enough participants which is really why I was excited about doing the podcast and we've, we, we're going to announce our dates with you guys too for the women's ride for 2019 in the hope that we can get the word out and get as many participants as possible. It's such a fine line between um, getting the right amount of experience mm. uh, and also, you know, we, we can help with pe- getting people unstuck from PTSD and and a lot of other issues, but, but we're not, like Kelly says, you know, we're, we're a group of, of good people, but we're not professional psychologists and, and um, therapists and, and I think actually that's kind of why it works. Most of the people that come have already tried a lot of those routes. So this is just another avenue for a niche. On yeah. top of that, I would say that through the veterans, I did go through a PTSD program and the first thing they did was take away my motorcycle keys. 
Because they said, wait, what? (laughs) Yeah. They said that was uh, risky behavior and an unhealthy way to cope with my PTSD. And so I left. Like a (laughs) non-writer. Yeah, and that's 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 the interesting part. I mean, I I I left home very very young age, very dysfunctional background, and so motorcycling has been with me my whole life, and that's been my my doctor, my go-to, my therapy, my whole life, and that's why I jumped at the at the chance of helping Tom out because it made so much sense to me. And the more people we talk to, the more it's like, oh yeah, that's why I do it. You know, it makes so much sense. But it's amazing how many people out there ride a motorcycle but never consider going off-road on a big adventure bike because they're i don't know they they've never considered it i suppose and, and you get away from the traffic and a lot of people that come back from service you know from being downrange or wherever they do tend to go out and jump on their sports bikes and ride crazy and get stuck in the traffic and get frustrated whereas the adventure riding we do we pick we pick roads both paved and unpaved but we pick them um, specifically because they're quieter so you're not dealing with traffic you might be dealing with the odd animal mm. you know potholes pot in the road or whatever but you know we're getting away from the usual stressors that motorcycling sometimes can give so it's niche yeah yeah I got a question for you um, are you guys working with a VA at all or have they supported you through most of these uh, uh, endeavors yes we are um, we have a lot of friends in the VA and Tom is, is working hard all the time trying to get the word through um, but we're always looking for, for more more uh, you know sort of outreach for mm-hmm. sure because we're I mean literally it, Tom's the, Tom's pay, finally paying himself and he pays somebody else um, part time Emily mm-hmm. Emily Dyke she helps us in the uh, in the office but, and she, she's been on one of the women's rides but that's it that's the only paid people and everyone else is volunteer yeah. So we're tiny, really. We don't, you know, people think that we're this huge, um, you know, professional outfit, but we're a very small professional outfit. <laughs> and I know, um, I think I saw you guys at the AIM Expo, uh, but for, oh, just, for a minute. Ah. Uh, just for a minute. Was, um, I, me- I remember I doubled back to go look for you guys, and I couldn't find you the next day. But um, I've seen you guys pop up at some events. Are you being um, donated that booth space? Uh, that's a good question. I think you'd have to ask Tom that. I think probably um, potentially donated or either cut cost. So a lot of the places yeah. that we get to stay at, they are, for instance, either donated completely by very generous um, sponsors, or they, they're given to us at very, very low cost, so we can actually afford to do the rides. Yeah, I think, I think that's great, and I was going to try and give you an opportunity to give a plug to any of those. I think I saw a video with Tom at the ADV Rider booth, and I think he was there, so um, yeah. anyone who, who helps out and gives you guys space is awesome. Oh, he's yes, actually- thank you. I think he's going to be doing some more with ADV Rider too, so that's that's really great. It's actually what got into my writing is about the, my overall mental health. I was just frustrated driving back and forth to my, to the one hours to my school, which is like an hour driver, uh, yeah. and it's like really traffic, and I'm, I'm just frustrated. It's like I needed something new, and then I saw this Hayabusa on my <laughs> left, <laughs> just laced with. It's like, huh, maybe maybe bikes could help me with my overall mental health. It's like. And um, yeah, that's that's how I got into riding two months ago, and that's it's so been cool. I I never had a I know I'm never gonna go back like maybe in cars, mm. I'm just gonna keep riding. <laughs> nice. 
Well, I think it's awesome what's happening there. Bex, I wanted to share with you a little bit of a funny story, a little side story. Um, so we're friends on Facebook, and yes. um, I friended you a while ago. Um, the funny story is I thought I was friending somebody else. <laughs> we have a Bex here at the garage, and when she first started showing up, I saw I'm- a name came up in my suggested friends, and it said Bex. I'm like, oh, that must be the new girl. I'll friend her. <laughs> And then I found out, oh, shit, it wasn't her. <laughs> Who is this that I friended? And then to find out, oh, wait, it's you. But I think That's we have. There aren't that many of us, Bex. I know, isn't that funny? Um, but it's because I think we have a lot of friends in common and because uh, you're a notable figure in the motorcycle community. So your name has come up a lot. So I thought that was really cool. That so, is cool. It's a very connected community, really. We're, we're, we're all cut from the same cloth, essentially. Yeah, so how is it... Oh, so I'm sorry, good. Okay, um, so how is it like wrangling a whole bunch of people who are used to hierarchy and, and order and, and all that? <laughs> I mean, I figured maybe Kelly could talk to this. Um, was it, I imagine, is it easier now that you're in civilian life, but is it still kind of familiar when you're talking to these people who have experienced that and they just kind of know how to snap in a, in, in a role, I suppose, or how that works? Is that question to me or Kelly? Yes. Yeah, no, I <laughs> Okay, it's like it's like two parts order and one part shit show. Yeah, that's how we run things around here <laughs> that's too. <it>. Perfect. <laughs> like we all kind of know what's going on, but getting everybody to do it, you know, it, it's just uh, it is what it is. Everyone's doing their own thing. But yeah. At the same time, it was uh, it was very cohesive because it's not like, you know, you go to group therapy and then you go home or whatever. Right. Like you're you're living together. You're not watching TV. You're cooking together. You're doing everything. So, it, it's by the end of the week you're definitely a cohesive unit and it's a little easier but the first few days man that's she bex had her bex and becca had their work cut out for sure mm-hmm. <laughs> cat, cat toning at its finest <laughs> so Kel, kelly coming away from the trip how did it change things for you um for me i was kind of you know you have a family and then it gets ripped away from you and that's kind of like the i know that's a big problem for a lot of people I mean, it's family like you can't explain to anybody. So in order to kind of feel that again and, and to get it to the point where like we still, there's quite a few of us that still talk to each other. So that in and of itself is pretty impressive, <laughs> even after a year. Um, so for me, that was the that was the big takeaway. Um, just kind of finding people to, to connect with again on, on that kind of deep level that you just, you don't find it. You don't find that very often. Um, when is your of... next ride? <laughs> <laughs> Good question. Good question. Thank you. <laughs> I'm ready to apply. <laughs> Good. Please do. Um, we are having a ride in August, and it's going to be the 18th through to the 24th. It's usually the Saturday through to the Saturday, or the yeah, I think that's the 18th through the 24th. Um, those are the dates. We will have them up at some point on on the website. But I I did discuss it with Tom. I said I prefer to have it in August and we're going to have it in Colorado this time which is a lot better the last two rides have been in the first was in Utah the second was in uh, in Arizona and I said well why don't we just have it in Colorado because we have most of the rides here in Colorado and honestly because we only have the women's ride once a year or maybe biannually now um, we we prefer to have it on our in our 
backyard so because we know mm. the roads we know the rides we, we're right close i mean trying to drag everything down and there i am on the phone trying to find it figure out what size the girls are and then trying to figure out the guy's clothes because mm. we've got a stack of you know climb gear i'm like oh god how's this gonna you know fit and um we can't take everything with us so this time in 2019 the ride will be august 18th through 24th and it'll be out of colorado it'll be out of denver and we will stay um, in a place called Florissant. Um, and all the information about the rides, a, a good idea of, of what we do each day, is actually on our website. And it's it's actually motorelief.org. You mentioned .com earlier, but it's motorelief.org. Thank and you for correcting that. So yeah, do no worries. Um, under the veterans, it there's down to the women's ride, and you can actually find out a lot of information on that drop down. And then you can also apply on the next one. Do you know when the next men's ride is? It's next week, I think, November. Okay. A little yeah. soon. How about have the one after that <laughs> for anyone who's uh, interested? Let's have a look. Um, because we have, I have the website open here because I can't remember poop, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I'm just, I'm just getting over a car. I had the, the shabbiest of colds. I've got a bright red nose, which is like makes me look like Rudolph the Red Nose. I'm glad this is a podcast. I'm not, so, and well, you guys can see me, I know. But while you're looking that up, here's another question because we haven't covered this yet. What is the cost? That's a very good question too. Uh, so the next ride for the guys is actually November the fourth through the tenth, and that's the last ride this year. And that's down at Tucson. That's the one that Kelly went on. Same place. The guy that owns the place down there is so generous. He gives us gives us that place um, super super low price. Um, and he's really helpful. And he's actually got him back into riding too, which is kind of funny. Hmm. Very cool. Cost-wise, it's around about $3,000 per participant to put people through this program. And you provide the bikes? We provide the bikes. So oh, and the gear? That's cool. And that's the cool. gear. What? Um, yeah, we provide, we have a fleet of GSs that mostly, most of them have been donated by really, really kind people. Wow. Um, and the odd ones we've, we've just bought you know a really good price and so we've been very lucky in that respect we've got a really good fleet of bikes to choose from from 1200s down to the 650s um usually we end up putting the women on the smaller bikes and then they end up wanting to get on the bigger ones once they've got their confidence in a day or two um which is quite exciting for me to watch because I'm, I'm a boxer girl so i love seeing everybody on the 1200s but um the cost is three thousand dollars per person and that's why it's it's not a cheap um, program to run and that's why we have to make sure that the part you know we get the right participants we don't we don't want to um, jeopardize the program um, about thirty thousand dollars a year is or probably uh, around about that number I'm not sure what it is this last year but um, that's the cost of the insurance just the insurance hmm so wait you three thousand that sounds pretty cheap for an adventure like this so you must be having them sleep on the ground and eating <laughs> cans of beans right i'll let kelly explain how that works no, no, no. No, that was, actually that was one of the things i was infinitely impressed with you know like i, I didn't think it was going to be you know, hardcore camping and like getting your hammock and shut up and eat the you know eat the spam or whatever but um the lodge we were staying in was absolutely gorgeous there is more than enough room for everybody um, and then the food was amazing. Uh, me and M kind of, we kind of took the, the reins on the food and it was, every night was amazing. It was a great meal. 
Um, so I don't, I don't want anybody to think like they're going to be schlepping it. It's, yeah, that's not going to be the case at all. And no, no MREs. Yeah, I was about to say <laughs> no, no chili mac throwback. No Tabasco. <laughs> the next few days, you know, horrible things happen. No, it was nothing like that. <laughs> we don't have to worry about that. But and then and like she said before, it's it's about getting away from everything else. So the law just set back away from any traffic, any other people. We were all, you know, we could go out. There was a hot tub. So, you know, you could uh-huh. hot tub um, So when it comes to that aspect, I don't, I, and like I said, I only did the Tucson ride, but I can only imagine that the lodging and the other rides would be, you know, just as spectacular. So, so, it, so, so it sounds like this is kind of one of those events that you, you attend and you have a friend for life at the end of it kind of a situation. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I right mean, on. That, and that's something that, you know that, that doesn't happen a lot no no it doesn't <laughs> have you gotten feedback from the participants and do you have any way to quantify the the help you're providing yes we we actually asked the participants to give us lots and lots of oh are you guys still hearing me yeah yes, yes. Okay. perfectly okay, that's good um so we have a, a lot of um feedback from we ask for a lot of feedback from all of our participants because we're really keen to hone every time we do a ride, we hone it slightly um, to improve it. So we're, we're always looking for, for feedback and, and we get lots of it. We get, we get great feedback. So both, you know, useful and well, all of it's useful, of course, some of it, um, of course, is gonna be more critical than other times, but that's where, where we improve. So. so if somebody, say somebody listening, thinks that this is an awesome program and they want to help you out and maybe do you take donations? We definitely take donations. Um, so our website is the best place I can send people. It's, re- it's actually just been redone. So I'm super proud about it. I think uh, Emily's been working hard on it as well as some of the other people. Um, but it has got all the all the buttons where you can donate to how you can donate. We're about to have a fundraiser. We have one every year on December. So December the 1st, we have one. Um, we always have it at Performance Cycles of Denver and they are one of our big um, sponsors as well. Uh, we have a list of sponsors on our um, website. So people can become um, like a, a gold sponsor or you know different levels of sponsorship. And then there's our official sponsors that are very specific to, say, tires or lighting. So we have, you know, um, we have Mike Michelin and we have um, Denali for the tires, uh, for the tires, Denali for the lights and mm-hmm. you know, Double Take Mirrors, Wolfman, Wolfman Colorado, Performance Cycles. All of those people are just awesome. And then we have some other sponsors that really help us out a lot of um people donate for the fundraiser or they'll donate things that we can give away um, on the rides as well. So we get a lot of gear, um, but we really appreciate anything. And a lot of people, like I, I gave my birthday away last year and I was really just overwhelmed on how many people, you know, chipped in and it soon adds up and it makes a big, big difference. Yeah, I got a question. Um, do you have a lot of people who are just fresh out of the military and now are essentially uh, transitioning from military life to civilian life, or is the majority people who are already acclimated to civilian life, or does that even matter at this point? Or uh, in terms of the participants, yeah. Um, so it doesn't really matter. I mean, you know, um, it doesn't necessarily even have to be a veteran technically, you know, right. you could be serving and, and come on the, um, Oh, cool. Come, 
Yeah, absolutely. So, and as I say, we have the first responders. We we have them as a separate ride. Mm-hmm. We did our first one this year, and that was really cool. We had a couple of guys, a couple of cops that were at 9-11. Mm. So that was pretty moving. And, um, and uh, everybody... I actually went to the we have a like a barbecue at the end of the week at, down at the garage and um i went to that and that, that was that was pretty incredible to see everybody um so. awesome well it goes without saying that what you guys are doing are, is awesome and the fact that you said you couldn't find enough participants tells me that you really need help getting the word out yes for the women especially yeah the, the men is, is it's a little easier you can imagine the uh, group of people you've got obviously there there are more male riders and female riders out there anyway and then of course you know you take the military part into it and then it sort of starts to narrow down so we do we do need lots more participants a lot more applicants um so that we can choose the correct amount of participants and it would be so nice to have as many as the guys do um so that we can actually um kind of block people into um maybe a better experience with more like um like experience so if we have a, a better group of people with it with more dirty experience we can kind of give them that niche experience versus people that are a little newer to it um, it would be so nice to have that ability but um we, we would just be happy to fill our 2019 ride with eight participants that would be amazing that's really great. So, motorelief.org. You can go there. You can find everything. I also found a neat video that um, shows one of the men's trips and the kind of riding, if you're not sure. I think for anyone who rides, and as you said, even if you're just a, a, a street rider, experienced street rider, getting out into the dirt is just a whole other thing. And the fact that you, it seems like you make this a trip, part dirt, part pavement, it's not too technical of a ride. If somebody wants it to be more technical, are there like hard splits or anything like that? Uh, we haven't done that, but I think, as I say, if we like, I think the guys they they can all, they almost have enough applicants now where they can kind of um, sort the you know the participants or the applicants into a rides that suit the actual group a little more. I want to give you an opportunity. Do you have any um, final plugs or anything that you want to add to this? Uh, so, as I say, the fundraiser's coming up, so people can go online and they can actually bid on things. You don't have to be in Denver for that. Um, if, you, if you want to, you can come and buy tickets and, and join us. We, we have a real blast. I mean, it's a good laugh. Everyone is, you know, is, is just such fun and people are very generous. Um, people can also donate um, all kinds of different ways of donating. Um, and, and the website explains it nicely. And then also on Facebook, of course, we really appreciate people liking and sharing and, you know, sort of indulging in our, in the posts that, that we put out there and Instagram. That really helps to get the word out because we don't, we don't have like a marketing department or anything like that. So we really rely on um, people helping to share. We've also just had our, this year, as well as our first responders ride, we had our first ride with the sidecar. Did you see the oh, sidecar this year? Yes, I did see that in the video. Yeah, it's so cool. So um, we got that through DN- DNC um, sidecar company out of California, and they just really hooked us up with an amazing deal. And so we took our first um, disabled vet who used to be a rider, and, and now he's disabled, so he can't ride. So he came on uh, on one of the last rides. That's and awesome. Oh, yeah, he, he just was blown away by it. Or he, yeah, so we're pleased to have that. You know, we can, we can cater for... 
uh, disabled vets as well. Um, and uh, yeah, everything is, is on our website. So I'm sure I've missed a million things, um, but hopefully the, the main opportunity is just to get all, the word out there and, and ask people to share. It's, it's, very, it's very difficult because a lot of people have um, a certain idea or expectation about the program. So it's nice to get the actual real world, the real story out there in terms of how, how small we are and how much we rely on other people and, and help, yeah. So, Kelly, are you going to go on the next trip? Um, I have been talking with Bex about uh, volunteering, so I, I would, I, you know, I can't even tell you how psyched I am to maybe be doing that. So, <laughs> um, and I think, I mean, all their volunteers, people just come back, man. They just flock back. Like, uh, most of the riders from my ride flew in uh, for the fundraiser in December, so that kind of tells you... I mean, you know, the the amount, the loyalty that you get from the riders, and they, it helps everybody. So we, we all see that. Um, well, I, I, I think it's especially great because this is something that a lot of people don't talk about and don't verbalize. I mean, Sonia, this is the first time that I've heard you mention PTSD. So the fact that I think people don't talk about it out there in the world, but this gives people uh, a place to go where they can and they can deal with it. Oh yeah, and there's one kind of caveat to that. Like, it's not just not just PTSD. Obviously, like a lot of us have a lot of physical issues, and and continuing to ride is a really big deal. I mean, one, Becca, one of the riders, and another volunteer. I mean, we're all pretty broken up. You do however many years in the military, and then you do some hardcore riding. It's, it wears you down, and it kind of just see, especially with Bex, and especially with Becca, and you know riders that have been riding for years and have many many physical issues to see them still riding is i can't even tell you how how good that makes you feel like yes i have a future in this even though you know there are days i can't get up and there are days that i can't bend over and there are days i can't do this and can't do that well you know what they're still doing i'm still doing it and that's kind of a big deal too because you know we're not just it's not just ptsd most of us have some other physical ailment that we got doing the job so yeah well, I want to thank you two for coming on and sharing it. This is something that the word just needs to be spread, really. Oh, I, I, one last thing I just remembered. Yeah. Yes. We got a new sponsor. Gosh, I nearly forgot. Uh, Revzilla. Oh. Yeah, All right. Yeah, right. All right. So, so uh, let, me just, let me just pull this up. So Revzilla are, as I only just found this out as well, they are um, becoming a sponsor for us. And during the holiday, they're going to have a promotion where they're going to include a postcard in every box they ship out. <gasps> over the holidays that talks about MRP oh, wow. um, and encourages customers to donate. So we're hoping that that will really give us a, give us a, uh, get the word out. And Cycle Gear are doing the same as well, awesome. um, something similar. So we're, yeah, we, we've got some really, we're so lucky to have so many good back, backing um, sponsors and people that just happy to, you know, give a big shout out for us. So we, we really appreciate this opportunity as well. Thank you. No problem. And just a reminder to our listeners, it's the Motorcycle Relief Project and you can find it at motorelief.org. Was, yes. there, was there anything else we needed to include or did we get it all? That's it. All right. Well, Kelly and Bex, thank you both for coming on and sharing this. I think it's great. And I will put a link to your website. And uh, definitely um, we'll, we'll like you guys on our Facebook page as well. Ho- hopefully we can spread, uh, spread the love and send some people your way. Thank you so much. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, thanks thank for coming you. on. Thank All you. right. It's good talking to you. Thanks again. Thanks Have a fun for, evening. All right. Thanks for what you do. All right. Bye. Bye. 
All right, you can hit end meeting. All right, we're all good. Cool. All right, and that was. Are we still one recording? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna come back in. All right. I'm gonna have a lot of editing tonight. Yeah. yeah. It's so cool what they're doing, and Sonia, you really want to go? I do, I do, but. But what? I don't know. But what? What's holding you back? It's. Are you ready to? Are you ready to face and deal with this stuff? No. Yeah, is that is that part of what's Stop holding you back? Stop fucking yeah, rushing no. her. She no, I'm not rushing her. No, it's true. I'm trying to assess, I mean, is it because she doesn't think she's a good enough dirt rider? No, or is it because it's not about this the dirt is, She's got her own reasons you gotta, why. You don't need to fucking start prying you know, There's I'm a not. reason I never talked about the reason, PTSD, because it's, it's that's hard to talk about. why I'm asking, because I think that's a common problem with everyone. And so I want to... Are you, are you a trained psychologist? I want to <laughs> encourage people, like yourself or anyone listening, that it sounds like they're doing the right thing and i think that the hardest step is no i I agree and had i had an opportunity like that 25 years ago when i first got out it might have been easier but it's hard and being shut down and riding a motorcycle for so long to isolate to actually share that with someone else is difficult yeah that's why i said it's something that people don't talk about they don't acknowledge um but it sounds like this is the right place and the fact that the va told you don't ride it's not the right thing and these people have figured out no this is the right thing tells me these are the right people for riders to go to and uh you'd have to put a lot of trust in them but it seems uh amazing to be with a lot of other people who are going through what you're going through as well you what 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 i get out of this is like uh forgive me for sounding like a hippie but uh you, sometimes you need a community to help you heal yeah sometimes you just can't do it on yourself or it's a lot more difficult you know yeah i think it's cool but you know what else helps people heal uh writing drinking <laughs> free shit because guess what yeah, well, it's time to do our patreon prize pack mm. drawing all right second lane Yes. Hand that to Sonia, because I don't think people can understand you. Oh, so, my Lord. I'm teasing. In the prize pack, tonight, we got a whole lot of swag. There's a nice uh, Zero Motorcycles t-shirt. All right. There's also from our friends at Moto Crew USA, a nice t-shirt from them. Uh, Remember the Kid cool. Racers? Yep. Oh, this we got a Law Tigers hat. We got a Law Tigers... This is like a pack of everything they give away. It's just... It's like... <laughs> Everything they get. Law Tigers condoms. Ah. There's uh, cloths and pens and calendars and stickers and like everything. Everything. Wow. Um, Oh, also in here. There's more. Let's see. Oh yeah, one of our Stockton tire gauges. Oh yeah. I love these things. We use these out in the garage. Oh, Clearwater Lights buff. Mm -hmm. I got a bunch of these from Jocelyn. I've been using them. Mm -hmm. They work pretty good. They work pretty good. Uh, I like having it as a buff, but then I discovered when we were doing the Yosemite adventure, my um, knee p- knee guards were wearing into my knees, so I mm-hmm. took two buffs, put them on underneath. There you go. Mm. Worked out great. Oh, but there's more. Oh, we got uh, $25 off a Twisted Road Sweet. thing there. Ostensibly a free oh, bike rental. Oh, here's a, this is pretty cool. This is a, um, it's cloth. It's a zero keychain because you need to have cloth keychains so they don't rattle. Yeah, and scratch your And paint. my favorite thing, 
The old Evil Knievel yeah. socks. Yeah. Evil Knievel socks by Stance. My favorite. So. Somebody's going to get all this cool shit. All this cool, cool shit. shit. Or, a, or a box of shop rags, as it were. Sonia, can you pull <laughs> into the Patreon prize pack bag? Which, by the way, I'd like to mention is a reused helmet bag. We're finding many uses for the helmet Indeed. bags. Who is the winner tonight? Katie Hall? <gasps> No, right. really? Katie Hall. Yeah, really. Katie Hall. <laughs> Who Katie, are these people? Katie Hall just won last week one of the winners of the uh, What Color is Bagel's Beard oh, nice. contest. <laughs> cool. Of which. Are you sure there's she, more than Katie Hall than that? No, that Katie Hall, and she lives in Australia, so I have to spend way more than what it's <laughs> worth to ship the package to her, but that's okay. Awesome. Wow, Katie. You're, you're getting lucky this week. Um, but Katie's really cool. She is a young woman who sent us a picture of her with her um, Miss Emma, Emma's Army t-shirt. Oh, Fabulous. Right. Yeah, exactly. So she's doing it right. So congratulations, Katie Hall. Just a reminder to all of our Patreon subscribers, anyone um, donating at least a dollar a month, you're automatically thrown in. And Katie was somebody who just started uh, this month. And her name was Lucky in there. Her. As a patron, I was hoping to win the uh, Evil Kennyville socks because of the flag. Oh. Oh. She kind of deserves that. Yeah. <laughs> you should just buy her a pair of Evil Kennyville socks. Right? You're in the club now. No, 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 no. It's part of the game of the patron game. No. Okay. <laughs> no. You, you you. Are, these, these are my are favorite. Fair. I I buy these these socks to put in here because they're my favorite socks. I have many pairs. And For I a reason. So, now that that's over... So, Segalin and Sonia, you guys did something cool recently. What did you do? We teamed up to ride to Babe's Ride Out, which takes place in Joshua Tree Desert. Did I see that right? You are doing a very good job. Okay. Joshua Tree, yes. <laughs> Joshua Tree. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> and uh, we did it in two parts. We stopped for a night in Bakersfield, uh, which was quite handy because something happened. So first I'll tell oh, you... Oh, yeah. This is funny. But You guys I haven't heard this story, have you? No. Oh, yeah. So Babe's Ride Out, <laughs> is a gathering of uh, women motorcyclists or you can be on trike you can be on a moped anything with a with an engine and two wheels or three no more this is like burning man for lady bikers that's what i was thinking that mm -hmm. it's turning a bit into burning man mm -hmm. yes it's getting bigger um and that takes Wait, how many women were there no but we we got a summary mail uh recently and it looks like there were less participants than last year because last year we were close to 2000 mm -hmm. and here they were mentioning uh, way over 1000 mm. and just so the men can visualize since this is out there in the desert I assume it's just a bunch of women running around naked, right? Absolutely. That's all we do because we have no other purpose in life. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted the guys to know what they're missing. Oh, my God. Well, um, uh, I, never mind. <laughs> so the, the cool thing is it's a, it's a camping, so everyone packs up their gear. Although I did notice this year that there's more and more big, big rigs, yeah. which is mm. very, very nice when you befriend uh, someone <laughs> with, with a, a big trailer. With a big trailer. Hi, Colleen, uh, who, <laughs> who, uh, who lets you use uh, his, uh, her toilet, which ah. is like the most uh, desirable thing in a camping. Uh, and but, a hot but shower. But no bidet. 
No bidet, oh. no. You know, I've never ever used a bidet in my life. But yeah. I like to say that in the state, bidet, 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 <laughs> bidet. <laughs> so, you started out, you headed out to Bakersfield. Yes. And uh, we stopped uh, to make our first uh, gas fill uh, in Paso Robles. So, I stopped at the station and I, with my left foot, I look, I look, I look, I look. No, 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 no kickstand. <laughs> kickstand has gone, flown away. Oh, no. So, hold on. Oh, no. What, let's just tell everyone what bike are you riding? <laughs> <laughs> a sportster, Harley Davidson, <laughs> which has been rattling and shaking long enough so that everything's coming loose. <laughs> There's a, yeah, we, we found a few things missing the yes. other day. <laughs> <laughs> the seat bolt, uh, a pin in my rear brake. Transmission, um, but yeah, the, yeah, her her rear foot, her, the foot brake lever. Yeah. I looked down at because it, it, you could flop it back and forth, mm. and the pin that holds it to the master cylinder yoke mm. was gone. Oh, so the lever just kind of flops around, but it'll eventually hit the yoke and push it in, so you can brake. <laughs> yeah, well, but then I, you I can just pull have it to out. Stand, stand up on it because now <laughs> it's so back. You know, I, I have to stand up on my right foot almost to be able to brake. Yeah, mm. I just noticed that mm. yesterday, and then her seat she's like my seat is loose i'm like well you're missing the entire mounting no but i knew that clamp on the back that, that's that's following the story yeah. of the kickstand it's part right. of the whole so thing. You, you reach down no kickstand what do you do um i scream because <laughs> it's the start of a long four days weekend and i'm going to a desert where am i going to lean my bike without a kickstand against right, right? no trees nothing <laughs> it's a camping you just put your tent in this in the sand and that's it nothing else <laughs> so my dear friend sonia uh saved the day she we were like two hours of uh of bakersfield she sped Way faster than me and my Harley. She sped on. Uh, it was SD. a sacrifice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you had a horrible she never time doing that. it. Yeah. Shall I remind the therapy and speed when she talked about earlier? So, so yes, she did make it five minutes before. And your turn. And then I went to Harley. She was called ahead and asked them to buy a kickstand. To buy a kickstand, <laughs> and I just walked in the door. I don't know. I I roll up on my SV650. First of all. You know, no respect for that. <laughs> and I walk in and I said, um, I think my friend called ahead and she needs a kickstand for Harley. And they said, yeah, we don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you have a huge showroom full of motorcycles and you have no kickstands. Nope. <laughs> I said, can you help a girl out? <laughs> They're like, nope. nope. <laughs> they just kept telling me no. no. Oh, man. And so I'm looking around. I said, you don't have anything, anything at all to help her for this weekend hold up her bike. Nope. And I looked across the showroom floor and there was a check on the floor and I holding up a huge motorcycle. And I said, how about one of those? And they said, what? And I said, can I have one of those? <laughs> and they said, what, you want to buy it? Yeah. <laughs> So when I pulled up at the hotel, Sonia was there with uh, the huge kickstand, uh, kickstand, I wish, with a huge stand, which, uh, which my Harley seems to throw in. So a wheel chalk. Yes. It was a wheel chalk. Right. Yes. And it was almost bigger than my motorcycle. And I had, it crammed up my butt <laughs> under my seat. On wait, top wait. Of my seat. And, and Sonia, just I, being a Harley rider, I may go back to Bev's Rideout next year. So please be nice to Harley Davidson Bakersfield, because I'm pretty sure I'm going to use them <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> you know what you do? You just carry a block of wood. <laughs> if it, yeah, yes. It's gonna that goes, that's going to go with all my camping gear. Exactly. Well, you know, you can light a fire with it if you need to. Well, well yeah. the good thing this year is that I, I wasn't loaded with all my tent and sleeping bags and everything and food. and uh, Because uh, Sonia's uh, daughter, Sid, uh, um, drove a truck with her bike in the back. So that nice. was a bit of a luxury travel. Very cool. light. Nothing. So, yes. That's cool. The only and problem I is I couldn't pee the whole way because where was I going <laughs> to leave my bike? So that was a bit of a tight ride to Bakersfield. <laughs> oh, no. And I called Sid, my daughter, and said, bring the rear wheel lift. And she did. But on my way to Bakersfield, I realized... There's nowhere, no spools, nothing to lift that rear wheel up on a Harley. Nope. I'm just going to have to do this. So here's a question. What happened to your kickstand, and do you think you caused any fatalities on the freeway? To both questions, I'm happy to answer. Uh, I don't know and no. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're sticking to. <laughs> the thing is, Sonia was right behind me. So she would have been And I never one, saw it. And I heard it on one of the little roads to join the 101. So it wasn't like it was on the highway. Mm. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm pretty sure I heard it. And I ding, should ding, have ding, paid ding, attention. Ding, ding. Yes, yes, yes. Yep. I, I thought, oh, that bell is really loud today. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't it. No, y'all. It would have been funny if she's like... Oh, I need a kickstand. Oh, I remember seeing one back. Oh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the fact is, I, 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 after the weekend, I rode back, but on the SV650. So even if I wanted to look for the kickstand, I was going like 121. So yeah. I wouldn't have seen it, seen it at all. <laughs> but it was, it was fun, a Harley huh? cruise. Yeah, yeah. But I'm glad I'm not, I'm not riding a sports bike because I would be way too fast all the time. You know what you should do? She get a sports bike. Uh, <laughs> I told her she could borrow one of mine any day. Yeah. So after we left Bakersfield, we make it to the camp. That was Thursday midday. And uh, there's an, a fabulous thing at Babes Ride Out. There's a, a garage from Los Angeles, Lucky Wheel Garage, yeah. who comes and yeah. set up. Yep, absolutely wonderful. Who set up uh, uh, all their gear and their tent and their wonderfully painted van. And Ashley and Jay were like my saviors. Uh, first, first, the prize uh, goes to Sonia, of course, but <laughs> when when earlier Lysa talked about what the community garage is about, is trying to make something work with what we have uh, on hand and, and bend it and make it work. And that's exactly what all the spirits and hands at work did during that weekend because uh, it was a bit of everyone, you know, just participating, helping, bending, uh, finding another solution. And uh, we did uh, trek a bit uh, through Joshua Tree to find what we needed. Yes, and it took a woman. <laughs> we went to two motorcycle shops and asked them to help us with a kickstand. And they couldn't um, come up with any ideas and would always start, what's the make and model? And I'm like, no, we don't need the make and model. We need something that will work. <laughs> And they're like, but we don't have that make and model. That's a Harley. This is not a Harley shop. I'm like, I just want something. Mm. Well, our friend Carmel already figured it out. You just need a stick. <laughs> just stick it up under the frame of the gas tank. Yes. Well. <laughs> yes. Now you know. Well, now, now I know. I hope I won't have to use that knowledge again. You know what? <laughs> With the sports bikes, I don't have this problem. So I'm, with my experience, and I've never, this has never been an issue. 
So Ashley and, and, and Jay were very, very helpful. Uh, shout out, shout out to Ashley yes, and Jay. Yes, uh, big Jim and I out. met them at the Lucky Wheels Garage. And very sweet. And what did they say when they met you all? Did they recognize who you were? Yes, indeed. I was kind of uh, flattered, I have to admit. <laughs> You're uh, a celebrity now. Yeah, well, they did recognize my, my voice, and I'm, I'm absolutely sure that it's not because of my accent, so I'm really flattered. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, girls. <laughs> I'm going down to... No, it is flattering. Them. No, not flattering. It is, yeah. it is amazing. So <laughs> we bonded so much that I'm going down to see them for the Long Beach motorcycle show. Nice, nice. nice. Just be extra nice to them to make up for me because I was a bitch. You were a bitch. <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> what? I can't imagine. <laughs> what surprise? <laughs> well. She's assertive, quote unquote. It happens. She'll impose her will. It happens. She's strong-willed. That's all. Stop. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, all right. So, but you guys, um, you you pulled together. You figured it out. You were able to park your bike. Yeah. Did you bring the chalk home? The, yes. Yes. And it's mine now. Yeah, it's, right. it's now in Sonia's garage. But it's a blast to spend that time uh, just between uh, ladies on bikes. It, I, I relate to what Kelly Orbex was saying earlier about why why separating women and men. Sometimes it just feel a spontaneous feeling of camaraderie, something which just happens by itself. And it's like everybody's on ecstasy, like smiling all the time and sharing and smiling There was again. free booze. Oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot that. <laughs> yeah. The beer was for free during the four days, and it was super hot, and the beer was super fresh. That helps with us. I'm not I'm surprised you didn't go, because you like going to women's events that have free booze. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need the right, uh, you need the right shirt and the, uh, you got to be a six foot uh, lesbian with short haircut and could, like, beat up general He, he felt fine going to this women's event. In Las Vegas, because he was wearing the same shirt as me, so he's like, "Well, it's like, yeah, I'm with her. I'm with her." (laughs) And there was a slow race, which is part of all the events organized organized at Bebs Ride Out. Um, So we were a camp in my camp. I put the French flag up, and people know it's a rally signal. So it was the same camp that people then last year, and uh, there was Cat P from the Misfits who came. Yeah, yeah. right. And so on the slow race, there was Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Who um, we a French girl I see with pleasure every year coming back to Babes Ride Out. So she came third and Cat P came second. So all our right. little camp was uh, well represented. Nice. Sweet. And we had all different kinds of bikes. True. That was beautiful to uh, yeah. see the touring, the naked, the sports, the Harleys, and <laughs> and the dual sports. It was amazing. You yeah, know, in our little camp, just we have in everything. our camp. You know what? It's it's. Uh, it, I'm glad that you said that, because there's a bunch of different kinds of bikes, because on a lot of the promo shots, it's always just like vintage-looking type bikes, and but and apparently it's not. It's all kinds of bikes. It is all kinds of yeah. bikes. Connie had a Harley, so I didn't feel too alone. Yeah. But I didn't... Ninjas were not popular, and I rode one last year, and so I decided to go with something a little bit less showy this year. And I believe, don't they do... They have street uh, street rides and dirt rides? Yes, they do. They did dirt, um, babes ride dirt. Mm. Uh huh. Mm. Nice. I thought. Oh, I thought that they had some. some no, they dirt did have dirt. Rides yeah, they have dirt rides. Yeah, babes. Although, it, yeah, but it's not the same event. And I think Sarah, we, we, who no, wanted no, to, I think to it, dirt. Is. it is a part it is. of the same yes. event. That's why she okay. yes. went over there with them. They were doing a dirt ride during babes. I thought it was just some girls. So, yeah. is are there any other parts on your bike that you have to reattach? <clears throat> 
Uh, no. I think I'm pretty clear now. Can I make a suggestion? Of course. Have you checked all the bolts on your bike? Lock tight. <laughs> yeah. I've, uh, I've uh, downloaded uh, the manual and finally uh, decided to have a better look at everything. Mm-hmm. Right. So Good if idea. you want to uh, come up next weekend and we'll give you one of our uh, wrenches and a torque wrench. Mm-hmm. Do you know how to use a torque wrench? Yes, I've been there you go. using it a bit. Yeah, And uh, I would just start checking everything. Yes, because it's so loose. It should rattle a lot, shaking a lot. But I'm glad that you guys had a little excitement. It made it a little more fun, yeah? Yes, and the rides were beautiful. And uh, the weather was mild, not tempesty last, like last year, which was quite hard. But they had had some flash floods the weekend before, and that made for a lot of sand on the road. Mm. And riding on sand is not the easiest. Yeah. Oh, and Sid, once again, was riding the FC6 on a flat tire. We have got to encourage that kid <laughs> oh, no. to check her tire pressures. <laughs> yeah. T-class. On the sand. When you say we, you mean you, idea. right? As no, she doesn't want to listen to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> she's, she's automatically tuned your voice out. Absolutely. <clears throat> well, maybe running on a flat tire keeps her from crashing. Maybe. <laughs> or causes them. Because every crash she's had was on good tires, right? That's true. Mm-hmm. See, got a point there. Got a point. Well, thank you very much for your report on that. I'm glad that you guys had fun. And I'm so glad that you guys uh, met up with Jay and Ashley and that they were yeah. able to help you out. You guys yes. going to go again next year? Yes. Yes. Cool. yes, yes. Right on. And I'm bringing my wife this time. Yeah. Oh. Nice. About time. Yeah. Yeah. This is so, what you and your biker trash friends do, man. Yeah. yeah, I want you to meet them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we since we haven't done emails in a few weeks i want to catch up on some but um i've got one here from somebody who's not having as good of a time mm. so and this is from my friend patrick and he starts with please help me mm. i am very close to preparing a viking funeral for my wife's bike mm. oh no uh-huh short version i've been riding and basic wrenching on my bikes for 13 years my wife has a passing de- desire to ride her own bike and not just be riding behind me all the time she fell for a pretty redhead a 1993 bandit 400 oh nice i used to ride a red bandit 400 it's a bike not many people have seen but it, it looks kind of like a ducati monster but it's from 93 it's yeah. a little monster it's got a neat frame um <clears throat> So this bike, she's a cute one, but she's a real bitch. (laughs) Before buying, the previous owner said they had the carbs done and it should run, but had a hole in the exhaust. Uh Hmm. Mm. It was started and idles well, deal done, trucked home. Exhaust was welded up and she would start really rough. My first carb job. A friend came over and helped me pull them, explain how they work, cleaned and pulled them, uh, cleaned and put them back in. Easy starting, idles just below 2K, but dies as soon as you touch the throttle. Mm. Friend shugs, shrugs his shoulder and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, more research means the jetting was way off and there was a plug missing from the pilot jet. Parts ordered and replaced, same result. An entire carb gasket kit ordered and put in, same result. Everyone says it is an air leak somewhere. Placing the air box on and getting the engine hot, it revs a little. That is all I can change. Nothing I have done has affected any great change. Please tell me if I'm over my head and need a pro. I want the satisfaction of fixing this myself and would love to go riding with my wife and have a fun commuter bike. Thanks for your time. I believe I would gladly volunteer for Emma's Army 
in the Knox Numb Nuts Regiment. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all for your entertainment as I commute an hour each way to work in North New Jersey, hoping to come visit us in California. Please do. So, does he keep going? I think so. One more time. So. Take the carb part one more time. Blow out the, uh, the not the idle jets, but the uh, mid and the uh, high. Well, there's a lot of passageways. Just so the first time that I did carbs, I did them five times until I discovered another passageway. Hmm. Um, there's a lot of passageways. You'll find them uh, in the in the uh, intake there's some holes there right um also in when you take the top off there's some extra holes in there and what you want to do is completely disassemble it you want to use carb carb cleaner and forced air i use compressed air blow everything the, uh, out careful with the carb cleaner on the uh, on the diaphragm it's, well that's why you take yeah. it completely apart yeah. so you have it bare and open and look for more holes there's probably something there, and and also on the on the intake manifold, make sure there isn't like a vacuum hose that's off of there because that mm-hmm. can cause a vacuum uh, air leak as well. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> he sent us another email. Oh, and he says, "I don't deserve you guys." Oh, <laughs> says, "Okay, I'm a fool <laughs> while having a real shit day at work." He's an ICURN. Oh, Ooh. really? Yeah. Wow. So that does a shit work for an ICRN is probably something that's not fathomable to me. Yeah, that'd be probably is what I'm guessing. Pretty bad day. He said he had a happy moment of officially closing the gap on the past and the present on the Motorcycles and Misfits podcast. Uh-huh. I've been listening to the newest ones when they came out and catching up with the older ones. The last one to finish was a double dumper, mm-hmm. where Emma's angelic Emma's angelic voice bestowed the knowledge to assist with the fix for the Bandit 400. Aha! Uh-huh. Cow blimey! <laughs> I have been attempting minor tweak source from the internet with no help. I'm sorry. I cannot even call myself the least of Knox Numbnuts. Yeah. <laughs> Leak down tester ordered and one day shipping paid for. I will send an update as soon as I can and can even include my motorcycle history. For the record, my up the butt bike is an RC45, hands down. It's a good one. I would it, allow unspeakable acts to be done to me for a chance to own and ride that machine. <laughs> yeah. My apologies for my earlier email this week about sending the bike for a Viking funeral. <laughs> Keep up the great work. You guys inspired me to start this project and we'll see and I will see it through. I am due to get a raise and really want to be a Patreon subscriber this year. You guys are killing it. Awesome. So it looks like you got some advice. So yeah, leak down tester is another thing you do. And another thing we had said if you're trying to find a vacuum leak, uh, get the bike running and spray around the carburetor, the outside of the carburetor with starter right. fluid. See if you can get the bike to rev up. That means you do have a vacuum leak somewhere. Knock. Do you have an email there to read? I do. I got a long one here. I'm going to try to paraphrase. This one's called Questions and a Small Crash Report from Michelle. Hey, uh, Michelle. <clears throat> So hi, Liza and the gang. I have a question about something rattling near the handlebars. Oh, this is I, this is a hard one. Mm. Yeah, it seems to be dependent on the speed of the bike, and, but not the speed of the engine. I think it's coming from inside the mechanical speedometer. Ooh. Does this seem plausible? Uh, if th- if it oh my gosh, if it isn't this, then I'm scratching my head on the cause of the rattling. Yes, the noise was happening before my little crash, too. Uh, So now on to the crash report. Um, She was riding on one of her favorite roads on a straight flat section without too many big rocks and any steep embankments. 
And she thought to herself, this might be a good place to practice wheelies. Wait, what? Oh, no. Yeah, why not? With rattling stuff. Oh, no, this is your kind of crash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This practice has been going on for a while now. Oh, well then. Uh-huh. I hopped the front wheel up about a foot and then dropped it right uh, back down right away. Uh, this time I gave it a little more beans and the wheel came up maybe three feet, I'm guessing, and rolled a few feet too. Just after I smiled broadly and... Uh, and out loud and said, oh yeah, I started to lose my balance. I believe I slammed the rear brake, which caused the front wheel to smash down and toss me over the handlebars. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, so she hit her Yikes. chin. Um, she got a full face helmet. Thank God for that. Uh, Hear that, Z? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and second was my chest and this... Uh, second part, she got hit in the chest and that knocked the wind out of her. Yikes. Um, then... That was all I knew at the time, and I got up to find the bike in the ditch about two feet deep. The plastic windscreen oh. had broken off. <laughs> the right side pannier was broken off of the ER, DR650. Okay. It was a Pelican case, so it stood up well enough, but the bracket that held onto it sheared. Um, so I just needed to put the strap on to get it home. And <laughs> um, <laughs> After dragging the, the front wheel partially out of the ditch, the bike was on its side. I managed to get it up on its wheels while holding the front brake. Um I couldn't push it out, so I fired it up while standing beside it and rolled it out with yeah, the engine. Yeah, that's smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. The mirrors needed readjusting, but aside from that, the windscreen and the panniers mounted, uh, and the panniers and the pannier mount suffered. Yeah. So those, yeah, it's a it's a DR man. Those yeah. Crash pretty good. Wait, but wheelie in a DR. Yeah. They're kind of a slug. That's pretty impressive. No, it's got a fucking huge tore. Have you seen Homeboy? What's his name? Mm. Donut. Wheelies deer all the time. What? Yeah. It's a dirt bike. It's yeah. a big dirt bike. You can yeah. wheelie. Wait, uh, but anyway. my KLR won't wheelie. Really? It's not a dirt bike. You can totally My KLR? It. Oh, you can wheelie bike. that thing. <clears throat> I don't <laughs> know. It's a, it's a slug, too. Yeah. yeah. Later, I realized I was limping. Oh. Uh-oh. I stressed my right ankle. Uh, my chest hitting the dirt stressed my shoulder. My pinky ring and both um, and my ring fingers both got twisted a little bit. Uh, no headache from the head bounce, which is good. I mean, I guess mm. you're not concussed. Uh, considered this a tremendous success. <laughs> it sounds like the crash went swimmingly well, which is always good. Uh, uh, walk so, away with it, even with a limp. That's yeah. the it could have been worse attitude. Good right. for you. Yeah. Aside from the early success on the hill climb that defeated me six months ago, this was the best smile causing thing in some time. After I realized I was not really injured, am I crazy? No. Um, <laughs> so that's it. Your podcast is still great. I listen each week. I wonder what happened to some of the old gang and why they don't come out to the show anymore. Life gets in the way, I suppose. Take it easy, Michelle DeVries. Yeah, Yeah. no, um, a lot of people, like Doug still comes to the garage, but a lot of people, um, this is a bit of a commitment and yeah. uh, people get life changes. Yeah. People get different jobs and uh, girlfriends and boyfriends and they move away. Uh, and yeah. They move away, and so they're not in town anymore. All sorts of reasons. So yeah, in regards to doing wheelies and wheelie practicing, just take it easy. You don't have to look. You don't have to do balance points the first day out. It takes a little bit of time. Yeah, baby steps. Yeah, baby steps. Do just power wheelies. You know, going a foot for a little bit, and then going a foot and a half for a little bit. And just take your time. Um, and, and that's don't slam it down because you slam it down yeah and that's Knox top tip yeah <laughs> like a lot of the issues with wheelies aside from technique is the fear block of mm. having the bike come up on you really mm-hmm. suddenly yeah and you have to get used to that slowly the, my know, bigger so. fear is when the wheel comes down I've seen where it mm-hmm. comes down sideways and co- yes yep. oh yeah that's my biggest fear because yeah. my um, Versus and then my um, Ducati both used to pop the wheel up 
mm-hmm. a little too easy, and it always like ah, oh! and then I'd hit hit the ground I'm like ah. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> it uh, depending on the geometry of certain bikes, it wants to kind of it wants to straighten out, but it, it's very uh, a violent thing. Yeah, so it's a scary feeling when your steering goes slack. It gets yes, a little, gets yes. a little wobbly. Yep. Yeah, bagel. What yeah. do you got there? Hey, thanks for the email, Michelle. Yeah, I have an email from uh, Jesse Noblet. And this is a friend of yours, isn't it? it? Indeed. And uh, Jesse writes, uh, the subject of his email is uh, home shop setup. Ooh, and, and I'd like to mention that Jim had to leave. And of course yeah. Jim left before But this would have been perfect because I love setting up a new shop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come and do mine. <laughs> really? And yeah. You don't have room. It's full of bikes. <laughs> no, I need to get the Christmas decorations out, and I will have a shitload more room. Uh-huh. But right, uh, the bikes first, are staying. start by bringing all your extra gear okay. up here. Yes. Oh, so, yeah. Sonia, the trick is to just <clears throat> let her tell you what to do when you, you get to the garage, because there's no fighting her. Okay. <laughs> That's usually how that works. <laughs> if you're willing to commit to that, I think you're in the green. Knox's right. way of avoiding when I say, come on, let's go, he just lies down on the ground. <laughs> Like a toddler. I protest. Put your shoes on, knock. No! (laughs) You can't make me. (laughs) All right, so Jesse wrote, Hey, guys and girls, this is Jesse from not-so-sunny Cleveland, Ohio. Hey, Jesse. Hey, hey. Hey, Jesse. I've been listening the last few weeks about setting up a new home shop with tools and a lift and workbench. I am somewhat of a tight ass with money and have inherited some tools and built other stuff I needed from scraps laying around. Mm -hmm. My bike work table I built with my son, Otto, who was 12, and and he's got his own 1978 Honda Hobbit to tinker on and ride. Yeah. Woo. Honda Hobbit? Yeah. He said, uh, Hot damn. Knox, we'll look that up. Uh-huh. Um, and he, Jesse says uh, he will be able to get his moped license when he's 14 in Ohio. And uh, the table that he built out of scrap wood, uh, the, the table he built out of scrap wood laying around. It's two feet tall by two feet wide and about seven feet long. Uh, I attached, attached a picture of it. So for those who don't want to drop three to 400 on a lift table you can easily build one as for the essential equipment i've got my craftsman 30 gallon compressor and as miss emma said i've got my old work table with the vice and dual wheel grinder on each end i have many harbor freight tools and they are great for the price they also have a lifetime warranty on their hand tools and a one-year warranty for their power tools that for anyone that didn't know uh, mm-hmm. any, anyone can easily set up a home shop, garage, and yard, sa- and yard sales are great, are great to find stuff at, too. Last time I wrote, my wife was on a Ninja 250. Well, she got her bigger, bigger bike this year to an 18 CBR500R and got her full motorcycle endorsement. She's put about 2,000 miles on it since July. Needless to say, I'm proud. Well, you guys keep bragging about riding season in California, and you and well, you can ride year round anywhere if you're dumb and dumb and numb enough. <laughs> oh, and to bagel, I picked up a nice winter project for my wife and I—a 1958 Lambretta LD125. Can't wait to get her ripping around. That's yeah. Cheers and happy riding. Um, that is awesome, Jesse. But you're not going to be ripping anywhere on an LD125. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be um, slowly puttering through, but in a very with with a very uh, cool air. A lot of style. <laughs> yeah. So this Honda PA50 is fucking cool, man. Yeah. It's like a it's like a super cub. Uh, uh-huh. It's a Honda oh, PA50, yeah. moped produced by Honda Benelux oh, between cool. 1976 and 91. Oh, nice. It is a Belgian make. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. So. Um, yeah, this is cool, and thank you, Jesse. He sent us uh, pictures of like the um, 
The workbench? The workbench. Or the, the motorcycle stand? Well, yeah, it's like what it would be what a lift is. Yeah. And all I have to say is, fuck you and your spacious garage that you can fit something like that in. Because we cannot, we don't have the space. We don't have nice things like that in California. No, we don't. <laughs> there are no nice things in California, period. I know. All right, we're going to try this out. Segalan, you have an email to read? Yes. All right. In your best drawl. <laughs> no, because when I try and adopt an American accent, it turns out I'd be gibberish nothing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I shall not try. Okay. This is an email uh, from Jordan. Jordan Ray. Hey, Jordan. Uh, called The Long Hole. Howdy. Been listening to the podcast for the past few years and still a weekly listener. Thanks for all the awesome content, great stories, and invaluable knowledge. My coworkers are eternally curious as to what the voices in my ear are saying to make laugh until tears roll down my face. <laughs> I've been a Patreon subscriber since the top of the year, and the content is worth every penny. I'm getting close to attempting the longest trip I've ever planned. Portland, Oregon, to the Yucatan in Mexico. Oh, wow. And back. Nice. For the last couple of years, I've done Baja on an XRL, but both those trips were only 1,500 miles. This trip should push 8,000 miles, which is about 5,000 miles longer than anything I've ever done. Nice. I will be riding a 2008 SV650. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Currently converting it to have upright bars and reupholstering the seat for comfort may do some suspension modes if dollars allow. I also typically do a little more core exercises at the gym as I find that helps with back strain. So, here is my two questions. Okay. What are your top three must-do mods preparation for long trips? Mm -hmm. uh -huh. This is my first <coughs> long solo trip in a few years, and while I enjoy traveling with people, I find that if I'm alone, I'll hang out with the locals more. So, in the humble opinion of the misfits, which is better, solo or group motor travel? Mm. I'll be taking the coastal route down just before Christmas and I hope I can catch everyone at the garage on my way down. Been wanting to see the garage for a long time. Thanks again for the podcast and everything y'all do for the moto community. Jordan. Well, Bagel, right. uh, since the two of us recently did a long trip, yeah. parts of it together, parts of it alone. Well, How'd that work for you? It worked well for me. Um, and I, I think that... that I mean, it, it, part of it depends on how your riding style is. If you can ride well with other people who are decent riders, you know, I'd say that's it's good to have company. But you want to pick the people who you ride with. You do not want to go on a long trip trip with somebody who's going to be, you know, just a complete pain in your ass. Who's like stopping every, you know, half an hour oh, to no. have a smoke break or something like. Don't that. Don't look at me when I'm inside of you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, so you know, make sure that that it's somebody you can you can you are compatible with in your riding styles. Um, that's a very important thing. Um, one thing I did notice that I really liked is is the phrase that he used: "Only fifteen hundred miles." I, I'd like somebody who who talks about rides like that. <laughs> All right. So I, I mean, I've only done. Um, 
my big trips i've done two cross-country trips and that was solo i like traveling alone but there are times when i've had bike problems that would have been really convenient and nice to have somebody there yeah it just it just depends it's also nice to have somebody to have meals with they're they're two different things yeah they're two different things they're both good um and it's also good to have somebody just to share the experience with you know Mm -hmm. especially if you have a calm where you can talk about you know the scenery or you know just everything that you're you're going through and pointing stuff out you know that can really enhance your trip too yeah i'm gonna say i think everyone should do a solo trip yeah yes so oh, for sure but that, to, to but i'm not but i'm not them. saying that it's better yeah but you it's should do a solo trip two, two different things obviously well you can do kind of a combined mm-hmm. and i've I've done this with Segalane and, and other writers is where you kind of have a common destination to meet. Yeah. So you can share yeah. your experience of the ride because I can be kind of a shit on a ride because I get antsy and I got to take off. And legit, it's a legit thing. Like I want to get to my destination before everyone else, or that's I'm on my yeah. own schedule. And so you're basically doing a rally rally point kind of but I, right. Which is fine. I would have yeah. been solo this time. I would have been in a really bad shape. So. Yeah. Right. Although and I enjoy riding solo. Yeah. Well, and the other thing too is um, I don't like traveling with people and being on their schedule, which is why I make the schedule. So therefore, I don't have any problem <laughs> traveling with people. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm going to say this on the podcast right now. Liza is a very good travel companion. It's Thank you. Because we have... We're on the same like uh, schedule and yeah. the same uh, attitude and idea about getting to places. Right. We understand that like you're going to lose time doing this, so we got to do that, and you're willing to you know feel the pace she goes, which I, is not a problem. I, I just want to get there. Yeah. No. But I let's get it. talk about the question was in preparation, the things you right. want to prepare for. The first thing is. Um, Comfort. You have to be yep. comfortable on the yep. bike. You don't want to be distracted. Because of that, I put on tall windshields. I put on um, uh, highway pegs so that I can stretch out and move. Um, heated grips. I also make sure that I have things like chapstick packed in my case. I think I want to be comfortable. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's um, the most important. Uh, an Airhawk seat or something like or that. Or custom custom shaped seat that that you know doesn't put any pressure points on your butt. Yeah. But I, but I find it's really helpful if you can move around as much as possible when you're riding. Yeah. So things like highway pegs. Do a trial run because a lot of disc. Yeah. A lot of the discomfort that show, that pops up doesn't happen until you're like past 500 miles or something like that yeah, or at least an hour or, or two something into it. like that yeah. yeah i mean as for what do you pack there's going to be a walmart you know everywhere you stop you can always get more things but the, having the bike set up to be com- comfortable is most important and then um I, well, i'd say I, some something that i think is really helpful is things like rock straps. Oh, take, yeah. Take extra rock straps. Love rock straps. Because you never know if it's going to have to do a, a repair. Strap? It's a type of a strap it's that is a has a quick connect clip in the middle, but it also has a little bit of bungee in it. Right. One side is bungee. The other side is like a pull strap, so you can pull it tight, and, and they, they are very, very solid. Oh. Better than any bungee or other tie-down yeah. I've used. Yeah, the problem with uh, rigid straps is sometimes they'll get a little slack in them if something moves around, but right. because this is bungee, it's always under pressure. Um, but there's always places you can stop and people you can ask for help. And and another thing that I recommend is uh, is using dry bags. 
Um, mm-hmm. Because especially if you're traveling long distance, you're probably going to run into some kind of weather. And having your stuff inside of dry bags makes makes it so much easier to just keep going through it. Um, because otherwise, you're going to you know just have to stop and either find a place that's dry so your your you know all of your stuff doesn't get wet, uh, or you're scrambling to put some sort of cover over it. And those are always going to leak. Uh, it's 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 just you know pointless to do it that way. Just put everything in a dry bag and just hit the road. And, and in, sorry, if you intend to use the the factory seat of the SV650, I don't know if it's the same I used during uh, <laughs> 400 miles, but man, my butt was sore. Oh, I yeah. never had that on any bike. Yep. Mm. Super sore, like during three days. So mm-hmm. yes, comfort. And you then, just need a bigger ass. Yeah. Yeah, it works fine. Uh, well, <laughs> well air hock seat is great. I for won't that. concede my ass. For that. Um, the last thing I'm going to say: if this is an 8,000 mile trip. Uh, tires. Yes. You need to think about tires. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Bring bring a plug kit too. Uh, well, yeah, make sure you want to start with good tires, Yeah. but also um, highway riding burns up your tires yep. really fast. Yeah. So they're going to go faster than you think. When I did my tr- cross country trip, I got three quarters of the way before I was down to threads and then suddenly I was trying to no find shit. a place. Yeah. Yeah, to to get well, I didn't start with new tires. I started uh, with good tires, right. but not new tires. Um, so you may even want to do a little research and find out what places are around available that you might be able to get yeah, a set of tires. Scout out shop. Yeah. Scout out shops along your route too, in case you run into trouble. So that way, you know if you have some places you can go if you need to. Yeah, but um, no, have a great time and take those side trips. That's my advice. Stay hydrated. Yeah, bring mm-hmm. water. Uh, camel, camelbacks are great. Yeah. Sunscreen for sure. And yes, yeah, stop at the garage on the way down. Definitely. There you go. And I got one more because this is such a good one. I wanted to throw this one. Mm-hmm. This is uh, from our friend uh, Haggy in Sweden. Hey, Haggy. It's, it's so cool we have people from Sweden. I know, day. right? He says, wow. he says, hi, guys. I'd like to thank you all for keeping me company during the last six weeks. I've been recovering from a severe concussion, Ooh. not motorcycle related, and listening to you guys has been a great way for passing the time. Cool. I'm a 25-year-old engineering physics student in Gothenburg. Did I say that right? Gothenburg. Gothenburg, mm-hmm. Sweden, who now, thanks to you guys, are part of my very own co-op workshop. All right. This, Fuck yeah, dude. This year, my role model, father figure, and grandfather passed away. As a way of coping with this, I started the process of tracking down his old Horex Regina. Oh, wow. Still a work in progress on which he traveled Europe in 1954. Wow, the actual bike he rode? This is amazing. That's cool. I also tried to find a workshop to join and found out I live close to a maker space. Oh, and I, I, this is why I'm reading this, because I like that he's thinking outside the box. We don't normally think of a maker space as a motorcycle shop. Uh, it's a maker space, a place where people make everything from electric bicycles to flamethrowers to clay sculptures. It's a great community, and I now have my own corner for tinkering. I'm a beginner, but I'm now on Instagram. You can check out Workshop Gothenburg and learning quickly the ins and outs. Any any general advice on working on 90 sport bikes i got myself i think we changed direction here (laughs) i got myself an old beat up jixer 750 uh, 94 jixer 750 (laughs) at the moment i can't decide between flipping it quickly for a profit or to hunker down and restore it to pristine condition Hmm. Uh, flip it flip it it. (laughs) i don't like that bike flip it nobody nobody buys a restored jixer flip it wait what year is it a 94 Mm. flip it um my up 
the bike would be a Triumph Daytona 765. But if they never make it, I'd still stu- I'd still suck on anything for a Daytona <laughs> 675R. <laughs> Lots of love. Hey, this from is the, the bike that Vanilla Ice was on on Cool as Ice. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Oh shit. That's so how cool. cool it is. That's how cool it is. <laughs> flip it, flip it. Um before we wrap up, I just wanted to go quickly. Oh, RJ had to leave too. We have a lot of people having to leave. Yeah. Um but um Sonia, I just wanted to do a quick Panagali update. Last time we'd said, Hey, guess what? Sonia got one of the new Panagalis and then we said, Guess what? Sonia let someone ride her Panagale oh. and crashed it. Oh. Whoa, hold the whole whoa, pump the brakes, kid. What the fuck? <laughs> That's the problem okay. you didn't. Okay, hold on a second. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So I have a friend that has raced and he had the Aprilia V4. Mm-hmm. And so you assume he's vetted. Uh yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And oh, the, we swapped bikes so we could we were gonna create our own little deal and compare bikes Mm. Mm -hmm. so we swapped halfway through our ride it was up the coast we were gonna go all the way up one and um, when you say all the way way up one you don't mean oregon or or pretty damn close okay yeah all right Mm. and uh so we would get it on all terrains Mm -hmm. and so we flipped it flipped bikes i rode the aprilia and he was on my new before <laughs> <Beautiful>. <laughs> one week old, right? And his was actually newer than mine. Yes. Oh, okay. And uh, he low sided, mm. and it didn't look like it was that bad of damage, other than the uh, right clip on was broken half. Mm-hmm. $10,000 later. Wow. Mm-hmm. And. It was six weeks before I got that bike back. Wow. And I still don't have the clutch cover. Because surprise, they don't have parts yet for a brand new bike. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. But it is... That's a bummer. He admitted, he said it's way more bike than the Aprilia. The the Aprilia is a great bike. It's an amazing bike. And I had a lot of fun on it. But it, it, it doesn't have the same kick and meatiness and uh, you can't uh, until you know it you can't I, I still don't know it mm, and I'm yeah. cautious because it has a lot of fire and it, it will throw you so give how us, he, give how us, he low side like what oh, yeah. happened yeah he was taking a, t- a corner too tight and, and too fast oh okay Showing off. You know, guys never do that. No, they never do that. No, never, ever. Especially on a new sport bike. Well, give us a quick review, though. Aside from that, how much do you love this bike? I do love this bike. And I've never been interested in anything other than Japanese because I've always felt like the Japanese bikes are solid and affordable and more reliable, responsible, all that. But I saw this in the show last year in November and decided I had to have it. And... It is everything that it is marketed to be. It yeah. really is. It's it's amazing. I don't understand half the shit because it's <laughs> electronic. And it scares the hell out of me when the suspension changes when I sit Wait, on d- the back versus the front. Doesn't this bike have traction control? It has everything. Isn't it hard ABS. to low side then? <laughs> you would think so. He's a racer. He's yeah, found ways. Yeah, traction control and ABS. How the hell did that happen? I don't know. Maybe it wasn't set right because I, I yeah. really didn't. We didn't 
understand the computerized crap on it. Mm. So whatever it came off the floor is what I was writing it right. with. Mm-hmm. So we didn't do any adjustments. So is this this is your dream bike? It is my up the butt dream bike. <laughs> nice. I love it. I'm gonna learn it. I, it it it'll be something I don't think I can outgrow. Okay, so ten grand's worth of damage. What was that? The plastics, uh, the foot peg, and side cover, essentially, or what else? And well, any little scratch gets yeah. Counted. So uh, did he? Did he have insurance? He did. Okay, good. But okay, it good. actually had to be claimed under my insurance because uh, I was the owner. Oh. He did give me mm-hmm. the money for the right. yeah, and you let someone write it. Okay, yeah. and you know what? And then I turn around and let other people still write it. And the only person, <laughs> and they, you know, Jay bought a, an SV650, and I never thought anybody would drop that bike. But it was sand in her defense. And uh, we discovered that sliders are good things. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. So and you, I would still let people write them. Not so the Ducati. You, so though. you ha- or you have learned a lesson. I, I, they can ride the other ones, but not the Ducati. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because I remember last night <laughs> when you said, do you want to ride it? I said, do you want to hear it? Sit on it. <laughs> There's a not, difference. Not go. <laughs> not go. Just sit on it. Listen to it. Because right. it is a thing of That's beauty. like saying just the tip. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that too. <laughs> Works for me. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. But it is an amazing bike, and it is everything it has was advertised as. Well, congratulations. I'm glad that you've got enough parts to keep it running. It it sounds like a real emotional roller coaster. Like, I got the sweet bike, and my buddy dumps it, and then like, oh, it's fixed, but I don't have a clutch cover for it. Ah." But I can still ride it. Great. And so I actually have a little bit more confidence riding it, thinking, what's going to happen? I I could scratch the clutch cover, right? Right, right. (laughs) uh, It can only go downhill from here. Are you going to take it on the track? Yes. I need to take it on the track because that's a safer place for me Mm, to learn it, I think. Well, you came to have a taco with me uh, in the traffic in Salinas, and you did pretty good. So, (laughs) Well, and and I think um, some advice that we've learned from our emails tonight, make sure you get on a long, straight away road before you try the wheelies. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, wheelie control, all that crap, that front wheel still will go up if you go above 150. (laughs) Oh. Just say it. Well, that's don't, pretty don't do fucking that. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I was disappointed I'm when intrigued. you rolled up today that you weren't on it because I told everyone, hey, everyone, Sonia's coming. She's pretty sure she'd bring the Patagalli and you can all ride it if you want. Yes. <laughs> oh, <sure>. no. <laughs> I wanted to show that the SV1000S that has spent a lot of time at this garage mm-hmm. was finally repaired Yay. in an excellent condition. I did want to show. And I would... Contrary to what you say, I still love every single bike in my garage and ride every single bike. Nice. She is shiny. That that blue bike is a nice, deep blue, shiny blue. Yeah. If anybody wants it, let me know because it's still not as good as my old shitty one. (laughs) I I like my old SV1000 more than I like the shiny one because I think he screwed it up when he put the power command and shit in it. Okay. Mm. So announcements, we got the Dirtbag Challenge coming up Mm -hmm. in two weeks, I want to say. I don't know if I'm going or not because we'll have to close the garage. But um, I'm a definite maybe. And um, do we got anything else going on? 
Not sure. Um, I will say, though, I think I'm almost at that point where I'm ready to sell three bikes and buy one. And Mm. I think that one bike might be the Honda 250 Rally. Mm. Oh, why don't you get the 450L? Because of the price. Oh, Mm. yes. How much is that? Uh, Ten-some. Right. How much is the Rally? Like it's about five, five and a half something. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I looked into that one. Mm-hmm. A two fifty, huh? You, I tested be into that. It. Yeah, for my dirt bike and for a small uh, rally or small mm. you know adventure trip bike. I'd imagine you wanted something a little bit bigger displacement than that, but I guess not. No, I I have that. I have other bikes. Have you Have you ridden one of those? Well, yet? no. Oh. I mean, as far as like an off road type bike. No, I started. Remember, I started with that XR two fifty, and that thing yeah. was had balls you didn't look at the uh, versus 300 no no, no but no. the rally doesn't have as many balls yeah <laughs> yeah that's everything no. I, uh, I it's more important for me to find a bike that fits my stature than it is mm. for power um because i want a small bike it's it's like buying mm-hmm. flip-flops you don't need sneakers for everything sometimes <laughs> you just want flip-flops True. hence the 650 <laughs> you know i've got the most incredible yeah yeah, yeah. leader bikes but the 650 is great to just ride. And I have no problem selling my DR- DRZ400 and my DR350. I'm just so on the so, fence on the Versus. So a, dual, a low displacement dual sport for you is the flip-flops of motorcycles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. I can roll with that. I can roll with that. But I'm having trouble um, bringing myself to sell the Versus, even though it, in my rule of no redundant bikes... I find that it is redundant right now, other than the fact that I've paid for its cost through rentals from Twisted Road, and that I was able to loan it to Knock for our trip. It's mm-hmm. nice to have that extra bike, but I but if I sell it, then that will pay Free for up some money. the money on the other bike. And I, I, think, but, I think you've owned that bike longer than any other bike that you regularly ride. Well, I bought, it, I bought it brand new, and the... The function versus the value is what's killing me. Hmm. That is such a functional, good bike. Right. Um, I mean, I'm still on the original battery. I've never <laughs> changed wow. the battery. Yeah, it's, it's a quiet achiever of a motorcycle, which is cool. It's such a good functional bike. You can do long distance riding. You can carve the hills. It does everything well. Um, but it's only worth like thirty five, thirty seven hundred dollars. Really? That yeah. low? Huh? Yeah, it's yeah. not that much. It is an older bike. Uh, 2009, yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. Almost 10 wow. years. Wow. Yeah. Still the so, original batteries running? I know. Wow. That's amazing. Um, so that's my problem is it's such a good bike for the value. But um, I, think, I think I'm getting ready to be able to sell it. So uh, let's see if there's going to be a new bike in my future. If not, mm. if not that rally, I don't know. But send me your suggestion. If you have a bike, I know I've been looking at, um, you know, at Boss the, Haas. Well, the DRZ 400S, but I have the the KLR 650. So I was looking for something smaller that would really be my dirt bike. Much like Jim got that KLX 250, that's his dirt bike and his small rally bike. Mm-hmm. And that's why I wanted to go 250, because um, he did really good on that in Yosemite. So I'm open to that too. I'm looking for Sid and I to get something around 250 for the well. And if you're interested in my DRZ, I was talking to Adrian about maybe selling you the DR250 for Sid. Oh, that Mm. would be good. That would does it? 
No. She needs an electric start. I'm not starting a bike. It is an electric start. The only problem is we painted it glitter pink. <laughs> she won't ride that either. I will. I don't give a shit. If it rides, she it rides. That can always be changed. Yeah, she'd get new plastics for it. Yeah. Anyway, we'll find some options. So I, I think there's going to be new new bikes floating around. Um, big thanks to all of our Patreon subscribers. You guys, uh, trips like our, our Las Vegas trip. If I hadn't won all that money on the slots, <laughs> I would have had to use all the Patreon money. <laughs> <laughs> to buy the tower yeah. of seafood? <laughs> it was quite a phenomenal tower. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, it was. Anything. I mean, I've always been, you know, if it says a bucket, I'm in. Or if it's on a stick, I'm in. Or a tower. Now tower. I'm adding that to the list. <laughs> or any if salad. It, if it says, <laughs> yes. Yes. Especially when it's an ambrosia yeah. salad. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, we yeah. had at Segalin's party and not knowing what it was, she's mm-hmm. the look on her face when she stuck a mouthful of this <laughs> I thought it foreign was cucumber and feta. salad. Yeah, she thought it was like feta because it was green. <laughs> and then this look on her face as she realized she's just taken a whole mouthful of marshmallow fluff. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you get diabetes Sonia immediately Sonia made it afterwards? and I really liked it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it was just a surprise. I thought it was, you know, pressed cheese and, and cucumber, but not at all. <laughs> You're an American Way now. Way sweeter. Yeah, yeah. You're a real I know. American. That's, that's, how, we, that's how we roll. Western shit. That's a salad. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So again, thanks everyone for listening. Go to motorcyclesandmisfits.com and you can find links to everything there. And if you'd like to follow um, the Women's Rider World, Women Riders World Relay that we're a part of that I didn't talk about, but I've been doing some interviews. I want to do give a shout out to Behind the Bars podcast out of Vermont. Um, mm. It's from the Wilkins Harley guys, and it's a new podcast I learned about, but I I, I, um, I like those guys. I like their pattern that they have, and they interviewed me about um, Women Writers World Relay, so I'll put a link to our Facebook page on that as cool. well, and you can check out a new podcast with some cool guys. Um, so check out women writers world relay it's on facebook sorry men can't join but it is open to the public so you can view and see what's going on for all those women out there if you haven't joined yet please do we need more writers signed up because this thing is happening and it is going to be big yeah on that note i think we're ready to get out of here thanks again everyone for listening this is liza bagel Sigolen. Sonia. Seafood trough. Ah! <laughs> and we're out of here. Cool, cool. cool. cool.